0: Hello, and welcome to Transporter Lock, episode number 44 for October 2019. I'm your co-host, Chief Engineer Ken Gagney.
1: And I'm Captain Sabriel Maston. Welcome back. A lot has happened since we last recorded.
0: I know. Captain, in our timeline, it's been only five minutes since the last episode.
1: Yeah, and there's like a delivery or something. That's like, wow.
0: Yeah, some sort of a <laughs> rift in the space-time continuum. I think other people have lived like hours since they heard our nit voices. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I still don't understand how this works. <laughs> It's like the twin paradox, where one person goes off at the speed of light, and when they come back, everybody's older.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: our audience has gotten older since we last recorded. (laughs) I don't understand how that happens.
1: Magic. Best explanation.
0: No, no. Not science. Magic. Occam's razor. It's the simplest solution. So it must be magic. (laughs) Right. So today, we're here to talk about the sixth ever Short Trek. It's the second one of this season of Short Treks, and this episode is called The Trouble with Edward. And so that name is very clearly a reference to The Trouble with Tribbles from TOS, perhaps even Trouble in Tribulations from DS9. So we have a a sense, roughly, of what this episode might be about, but I'm going to hand it over to my captain, dear captain, for the TLDR.
1: Oh, if you didn't get a census from the title alone, when the title card comes up on the screen, the trouble with Edward, the letters all start multiplying and multiplying and filling the screen. It was beautiful. However, this episode starts with Captain Pike sending his science officer, uh Luna, I think it was a uh, Lucero, she's going to get in her own ship. And he sends her off. She gets there. And we show them having a briefing. What they're doing is trying to figure out how to solve this famine a planet is having. And as they're going through the 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 crew, one gentleman, Edward, uh gives his solution to the problem is to use tribbles by, uh as a food source by having them reproduce extremely quickly. That way, <laughs> the planet will have food. He's kind of shut down. E- either the, the meeting is over. The next day, uh, she calls him into her office, Captain Luce, uh, Lucero, saying, someone anonymously says I am dumb and bad at my job and whatnot, and knowing it was him, and kind of dresses him down. And he's like, well, fine uh he goes back to his uh lab he sprinkles some stuff on a tribble and it's not long before uh there's a breach in the lab after he's gone and tribbles are multiplying like crazy and they begin to fill up the ship get in the works get into everyone's roles you see people like shooting tribbles you see to try to kill them you see people see people vacuuming them up and before you know it before you know it the tribbles uh have basically essentially taking over the entire ship there is no space for anyone they're evacuating the ship and edward is having his come up and saying like i have made the most important scientific discovery ever and he's killed by a mountain of triples at the end after the rest of the crew escapes uh we see a court-martial for captain lucero after just two weeks she's already lost the ship lost a crew member uh caused a, a planet to have to be evacuated because Tribbles took over the planet that they were hovering over. Uh Tribbles have made their way into Klingon territory, causing a diplomatic issue. And that's the end of the episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was a ridiculous episode. This was one of the first comedic episodes of Star Trek. That, I mean, certainly there have been funny moments, funny, funny scenes throughout the entire history of Star Trek, going back to TOS. But this entire episode was... A parody of itself, basically.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, they are totally playing with the fact that they got H. John Benjamin, a gentleman who does the voice of Bob for Bob's Burgers and Archer for the show Archer. Uh, he's a total comedian. And they played off him so well. They seem like to write this for him uh, with the goofiness. Like At one point, he's even walking around the halls in his underwear. <laughs> I was totally made for his delivery
0: of lines. Yeah, it really does reinforce the question that the captain asked, which was, how did you get this far in your career? Because he is such a goofball and so disrespectful of the chain of command and so inept at his job as a protein scientist. And, you know, maybe he's not inept because he does succeed at what he was trying to do, which was to cause tribbles, which apparently did not used to breed this rapidly and be born pregnant until after he infused them with his own human DNA. (laughs) He did succeed at that. <laughs> there
1: is some speculation. Like they said uh, on Enterprise, like they have, some uh, fox mentioned how they breed very quickly. People were suspecting that maybe he thought their quickness wasn't fast enough and increased the speed even more.
0: Oh, oh, oh.
1: That's not, it's just speculation. It fits him. It fits him.
0: But that would make sense, because even when the Tribbles were on the original series episode, they didn't breed this quickly. I mean, they were breeding, but there's no way they overran the entire space station or the Enterprise or the Klingon ship or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh, my God. And the Tribbles, and they're having babies just launching out of (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: I know. These projectiles are just popping out (laughs) left and right. And the, and the crew, I mean, they take it so seriously, which they do, but like, it's almost like they have been boarded and they arm everybody with phasers and they go down the hall sweeping left and right, shooting the tribbles. Like it's a great war. It was, oh my gosh. It was,
1: it was hilarious. Now we know this all happened over the course of two weeks. We don't actually know how quickly the tribbles took over.
0: Oh, I didn't realize it was even that long. I thought this was just like a day or two, but you're right. It did when, feel
1: like that when you're watching it, but in the court-martial, they said, within the span of two weeks.
0: That's right. Okay, wow. Yeah, I mean, everybody took this episode very seriously, and it was a serious situation. I mean, when you're uh, going to lose your ship, that's nothing to joke about, but the re- the difference in reaction between the crew and the audience, you and me, just made it all the funnier, because they, 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 they were... <laughs> playing this deadpan. I loved it.
1: Absolutely. Uh, The show itself was having fun with it, but yeah, their character is like, oh God, we have this huge problem. Except for um, Edward, who's like, you know, I think we could solve this. Everyone's overreacting. If we just all ate more triples, like we could solve this problem, the problem. (laughs) Comments like that.
0: Yeah, because under the fur, they're all meat like scallops. And you know, he may have tried one or two to experiment without apparently considering whether or not they were sentient. And also at what point it's clearly by TNG, does the Federation become vegetarian? I know Vulcans are, but I thought the whole Starfleet was as well.
1: Uh, I've never heard of that.
0: Well, I thought Riker in one of the first seasons of TNG said that they had evolved beyond keeping animals captive as a food source.
1: Oh, I mean, it could be replicator, and he clearly makes eggs uh, at some point too, like fresh eggs. I think.
0: Sure. I mean, replicated meat. I have no problem with that. I mean, that's like the impossible burgers that we have today. I never thought about the eggs though. I wonder if the eggs are replicated. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, and we have and we have uh, Cisco's on Earth. I'm sure is uh, having- serving real food too.
0: Oh gosh. Oh gosh. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> so you're saying that the Federation is not vegetarian because I expected the crew of this scientific vessel. To find it objectionable that he was suggesting having animals for food in the first place. And their only objection was that they didn't know whether or not the triples were sentient. And even that didn't seem to phase Edward, which it clearly should have.
1: Yeah, I don't remember this vegetarian, vegan possibility
0: at all. Maybe they're like. It never occurred to me. Level five shadow or fruitarians or whatever. <laughs> so.
1: Bye, vegetarian. Uh. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't enforce that on an entire federation of hundreds of planets.
0: No, you're right. You shouldn't enforce it. You're right. That's, that's not, I don't mean it's a law or regulation, but. Just common. Yeah, like clearly humanity has evolved to a certain point. Like that, like in TNG, we never saw internal conflict among the crew. For one reason, that's because that's the way Roddenberry wrote it, but also we would like to think that humanity has evolved to the point where we can actually get along with each other, and that's why so many different plants are able to blend into this federation and coexist. And so I would hope that by hundreds of years from now, we realize the terrible impact on other living creatures and on our own environment that a non-vegetarian diet has. And you know, full disclosure, I'm vegetarian, but I don't enforce it on other people. I just hope that they will come to it on their own, kind of like I thought the federation had.
1: I'll have to go back and research that. (laughs) I I have nothing to add to that. I I loved, there was a moment where... They did a cutaway right after the triple started producing. Uh, they had a very TOS musical little happy jaunt. And then it immediately turned into a song, a Johnny Appleseed song. But the, the cutaway, the little cue, was totally like the happy-go-lucky, someone-just-said-something-funny. Thing they used to do in t o s
0: yes, I picked up on that too. I love that, and the Johnny Appleseed song, I thought was very out of character for Star Trek. I loved it in this episode, and it had a special resonance for me because I have the same hometown as Johnny Appleseed. He was a real person, and so it was so I had actually never heard that song before, and now I really want to go reconnect with this part of my heritage that I apparently overlooked. <sighs>
1: Oh oh people noticed I didn't catch it in my viewing. People noticed and I saw it the second viewing that they noticed a TOS version of the next generation scant uniform in the background of this episode. The scant being basically the dress uniform. Not dress fancy uniform, just dress version of the uniform.
0: Kinda of like I remember seeing it in the encounter at Firepoint when they're playing to do the saucer separation. There were people running around in those outfits.
1: Yeah. Uh here it was in the background when Pike is walking uh Lucero to the transporter room. Someone in the background is wearing a blue scant.
0: Oh interesting. Oh and fun mm-hmm. fact, I mean Pike shows up in the first minute or two of this episode. He's the only previously established character in this entire episode. Everybody else is brand new to Star Trek.
1: Yeah. Oh, we saw saw a Trill.
0: I was wondering if that was a Trill. One of the scientists sitting around the round table, right?
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: I couldn't quite tell. I I, st- I, didn't stop to count the spots, but I was hoping it might be.
1: Yeah, uh-oh. Okay, I'm not going to say any more.
0: Why? Why not? What? No,
1: I'm not going to say any more. Um, so...
0: what t- Will you tell me after the show? No. What? You're not even going to tell me what you're not going to tell me? Correct. <laughs> I don't know how this works, but okay.
1: For reasons, it will become apparent. But no, oh, this show, this episode was so much fun, uh, even if it was totally ridiculous. Uh, and the fact that they seeded that this is how Tribbles <laughs> started bugging the Klingons, and so Klingons have their great war with the Tribbles later, a few years later.
0: Yeah, I remember reading in a Star Trek comic, there were a whole bunch of theories. I think the DS9 crew was sitting around a table without Worf, and they're just like, why do you think Klingons and Tribbles don't get along? And they all share their theories like, well, I heard this. And one of the theories... There was a war, and the way the Klingons won was by building a giant Tribble, kind of like a Trojan horse, and hiding in it, and f- riding it into like the Tribble base camp, and then bursting out of it, <laughs> and it was hilarious. But yeah, apparently this is the uh, time and place in which Tribbles and Klingons first encountered each other.
1: Yeah, or at least dramatically. <laughs> right. So, yeah, do you have any more on this episode you want to bring up?
0: Only your favorite part.
1: Oh, gosh. Um... Um, I mean, my favorite scenes were the ones with, I think it's John Benjamin. His delivery. I mean, I could totally hear the character of Archer doing these things, or the way he's nonchalantly just leaning against a in the mess hall. Like he's leaning against the wall, just like, so we got a new boss, man. Yeah, she sucks, doesn't she? <laughs> Crew doesn't like her. And the guy's just like, yeah, sure. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, when he's <laughs> when he says barf, I was like, really? Who in that era, hundreds of years from now, talks like that? I was almost. I almost felt like I was watching an episode of Orville when he was talking like that. It was a very modern-day way of speaking.
1: It was. It, to me, it didn't It didn't take me out of the episode because the episode was already ridiculous and as, as it is. And it to- totally made me feel like I'm just watching an episode of Archer. <laughs>
0: or like, Yeah, I mean, the entire episode was out of character for Star Trek. And I enjoyed it. And so anything that they wanted to do that was different from the norm in there within the smaller context of this episode made perfect sense to me. But it did... I was like, oh, so that's what they're doing here. I got it.
1: Yeah, to me, it was like, this is not, this may not necessarily be normal Star Trek, but this is totally H. John Benjamin.
0: Right. Now, see, I've never seen Archer or Bob's Burgers or any of that other stuff, so I didn't know until we started recording this episode that that was his uh, filmography. Uh Aha.
1: So I watched the trailer for this. So I was like, oh, my God. And like, was that Archer? And I looked it up. That was Archer. I've never actually seen what the guy looks like.
0: <laughs> I keep forgetting that there are trailers for short treks. I tend to avoid them because the short treks are so short that they're showing a disproportionately great amount of content. <laughs> Should we discuss the credits?
1: Yeah. So I, when I watch this, I usually just cut, turn off the show when the credits are start rolling but when I was looking I was like there's a lot of time left compared to normal for credits and I go to the end (laughs) and I was rewarded with an amazing treat you want to tell us what it is
0: yeah so they actually had post credit sequence that was a basically a television commercial for a triple breakfast cereal two little girls sitting at a breakfast table and a mom pouring out a box of cereal just like you would in modern day except the box is bottomless because the triples are breeding as they're being poured out so they just keep coming And the kids put entire spoonfuls of furry tribbles into their mouths. And they're like, mmm, delicious. And it was so, (laughs) so bizarre. Because, of course, in this post-currency world, there's no need to sell people things. And there's no commercials, as far as I would know. And they're definitely not going to be eating tribbles because Starfleet rejected that notion. And so this commercial, there's no way it can exist in Star Trek Canon or Star Trek lore. And yet there it was, and it was bizarre and I loved it.
1: <laughs> there was actually. We have seen one commercial in Star Trek before, but we'll go back to that in
0: a minute. Did and you mean Quarks?
1: Yeah, Quarks commercial.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's not a po- he's not a post currency uh, society. You know, and he's not part of Star No,
1: Trek. but the commercial part. I Oh, I was just going, but you didn't think we had seen a commercial.
0: I didn't think we'd seen commercials. I want to make sure you knew that we had. Oh, I well it's remember cool. that. I
1: want to make sure you just knew. Okay, cool. If you haven't, if anyone has forgotten about this moment in D. Space Nine, just Google Cork commercial and you'll see. Oh, I, I love how this this commercial for the Triple cereal was totally having one with the episode. Like the woman, the mother is like, <laughs> "Triples contain more DNA than any other leading brands. That's the building blocks of life." <laughs>
0: But that also means that we're eating Edward because it's his human DNA. Yep, that's disgusting. (laughs) That's that's cannibalism.
1: You can't think. We don't know what
0: (laughs) part of his DNA you're
1: eating. They're totally having fun with it, Uh, saying like Edward. Well, I actually took some screenshots of this. Uh, Like when she's talking about uh, it has human DNA. It's like Edward micronutrient currently not approved by Federation Food and Drug Administration, or. Um, they talk about the different flavors of trebles. And like, you have original, hairy berry, or new spicy ranch.
0: (laughs) I mean, even if it, whether or not it's trebles, who wants a spicy ranch breakfast cereal? I know,
1: it's great. I got this little, little cowboy treble picture (laughs) on it. And then subtitles has a fur may represent choking hazard. It is suggested that you shave cereal with Edward Brand triple Razor included in Tribble Cereal Super Salon playset sold separately.
0: <laughs> I didn't pause to read all the text, but I briefly scanned over and I saw the word razor and I was like, wait a minute, is that the prize <laughs> that's at the bottom of the box, which you'll never get to because the Tribbles are replicating?
1: <laughs> and it goes on, Edward Cereal's LLC, not responsible if Tribbles survive and replicate in digestive tract too thoroughly. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't notice that. Oh. <laughs> it was
1: amazing. <laughs> this commercial is so absurd. Like I've never seen anything like this in Star Trek and in, in being, I mean, this is, I don't, this is meant to be canon, uh, but it's just that the fact that they actually filmed this and had fun with it and released it on an official Star Trek platform uh, is kind of all sorts of amazing.
0: Yeah, it also means that everything that happened in this episode is canon. Yeah. Do you think that this episode was them experimenting with the format that's going to become lower decks?
1: Uh, it totally could be a hint to that. It also could be like, hey, it's, it's H.J. Benjamin, uh, we got him. Let's do an episode that totally works around his uh, shtick, his but also we can have fun with triples <laughs> and make them, you know, make, them mix, make more story.
0: Yeah, the only downside to this episode was that the captain had that hearing at the end where she had to explain how she had lost so much, and I feel bad for her because none of this was her fault. I felt like she did all the right things, and yet the only defense she could offer was, he was an idiot.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, at the end when he's having his moment, he's like, I am not dumb! And she's like, I never called you that. You called me that!
0: Nobody <laughs> won in this episode. We're all losers.
1: No. No.
0: all right well anything else to say about this episode or shall we wrap it up
1: commercial was great nope nope Tribbles launching babies was amazing
0: awesome (laughs) so that's it for us for this month the next short track is called ask not and it airs november 14th 2019 so we'll be back sometime next month to continue discussing the short treks of season two
1: if you forget the dates it's always the second thursday of the month
0: except in this case where they aired two short treks five days apart
1: from now on it's always the second thursday of
0: the month including december and january so until then hit it if you've enjoyed this episode please leave a review on itunes and keep your hailing frequencies open by following us on twitter at transporter lock or subscribing to our podcast and email newsletter at transporterlock.com Oh no! Out of cereal? In Tribbles, you'll never run out of cereal again. Tribbles is the only cereal with self-replication, so the fun never stops. And neither do the Tribbles. There's a prize at the bottom of each box. (laughs) Not that you'll ever get to the bottom. And only Tribbles has the taste kids love. Parents love that Tribbles are packed with 18 essential vitamins and minerals. And Edward, Tribbles contain more human DNA than any other living brands, thus the building blocks of life. Override your replicator safety protocols and set it for Tribbles Original, Carrie Berry, and New Spicy Ranch. When your tummy needs a nibble, pour a bowl Tribbles. We're pregnant What flavor. Tribbles.